I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast by Mike Myers. And we clear. Hello, horny babies. Hello, waniacs. Uh, welcome to a very special episode of Mike Check, the only podcast in known history where two comedians go through the entire works of, <laughs> I don't need to tell you, Canadian funny man Mike Myers just to check if it's still shagadelic. My name, as if I need to tell you that either, is Rove McManus and for today's episode we're going to go and try and answer the question that has hung over all 52 episodes of this podcast, which character is the funniest character, Wayne or Austin. Joining me today to help step through this debate are your two hosts and Mike historians, Cameron and Alexi. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Hello. Thank you so much, Ro. Uh, this is uh, indeed a pleasure to have you both here. Um, Alexi, thank you to the two of you for coming into my um, shag uh, basement. <laughs> oh, well. So it's yeah. kind of, it's like Wayne's basement, but it's made out to look like okay, Austin yep, Powers. Yep, yep. That's actually... Perfect. Yeah, mm. that's like what I've, we like. Mm. I've walked into my own heart. It would feel exactly. <laughs> We're currently on a rotating bed. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, and I'm getting very motion sick. Yes, mm. I am eating too many M and M's. My puke will be green <laughs> and red and blue. <laughs> it's going to be very shagadelic. So, uh, gentlemen, let me yeah. ask you at this very early stage, mm-hmm. how horny are you feeling right now? Um, today I would say I am about a Shrek. You're, you're sitting in a Shrek. About a Shrek, which is not an Alexander Payne movie about Shrek. <laughs> okay, all right. That was a long bow you just drew there. Yes, like, and connecting. I'm glad that it struck a huge target <laughs> it, and got a humongous gag. It got a huge laugh out there in the Mike Czech Republic. You, of course, <laughs> merged Shrek and about Schmidt. Yeah, Very yeah. clever. But well, Shrek is, uh, as has been debated before on this very program, mm-hmm. he's a very horny character anyway. He's very sexually frustrated. He is. in Shrek oh 2. Oh, extremely yeah. sexually extremely frustrated. Horny. He all he wants to do is get his end away, but unfortunately, he has to go on another adventure with Donkey. Um, <laughs> he's three... got too many responsibilities. Yeah, and he's like, I just need to freaking blow my goo right now. <laughs> and the weird part <laughs> of it is, and look, you may have discussed this at the point in, at the time anyway. I'm trying to remember, <laughs> but we open with the honeymoon, right? We've been on the honeymoon. Mm, yeah, mm. Shrek and Fiona, they've had the honeymoon. And then he tries to have sex with her? Yes. Like the yeah. whole time he was away, there was no well, opportunity I mean, when you know they're lying like, on the when beach. When you're on your honeymoon, you have so many activities to do. Right, and You've they did. Write, they had a lot yeah, going on. you got a lot of activities. You've got to write the thank you notes for everyone that came yes. to your wedding, yes. everyone yes. at Far, Far Away. Um, you got to. You two are honeymoon experts, obviously. <laughs> I'm still waiting for mine to happen, and God, I pray it finally does. Oh. And at the end of it all, <laughs> at the end of it all, I can finally blow my little Shrek goo. Oh, little Shrek goo. You're gonna. It's an absolute blast. You're gonna love it. And uh, I've heard good things. And in that, in the time between you meeting that perfect someone <laughs> who could fulfill that role, Alexi, mm. let me just say, if you ever, ever make friends with a donkey, mm. sever those <laughs> ties. That donkey's a real pain in before, the ass. Before, before. 
before you make those vows. Yeah. I guess that's true. You will not get your end wet. <laughs> no. Yeah. Fact. Donkey's a massive cock Mike block. Fact. Fame. <laughs> Mike Fact. It's a famous cock block. Famous mm. Making friends with a donkey. They're not called an ass for any other reason. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so, Cam, how, how horny are you feeling? I reckon today? I'm sitting at about a... Um, Scottish dad from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm a nice. bit cranky today. Uh, Mr. McKenzie. I was thinking, yeah, Mr. McKenzie. I was feeling yeah. that myself today. I, f- yeah. I, I feel like, if you want my body <laughs> and you think I'm sexy, that's exactly where I was sitting right now, too. Now, I honestly thought that Mike was in the room with us for I was a gonna, I feel like crying myself to sleep on my huge pillow. <laughs> I feel like I should ask you now. How much of a Mike Myers fan or non-fan are you? Rose? You're throwing out some pretty deep cuts already. Look, yeah. I, I am a big fan of Mike's. Um, uh, I, 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 I was not aware of Wayne's World. I will say that, as in the character, uh, the SNL sketch. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't seen a lot of SNL. I don't think it was really even airing here at the time. No. So you kind of hear about things secondhand. Uh, and saw Wayne's World, and so I had no idea of the running gags. I had no idea of their characters or the in-jokes or any of that stuff. I don't think I even knew it was an SNL sketch. I probably didn't But know I just it. saw a movie that just blew my mind. Yes. Um, even just the product placement jokes and all <laughs> that sort of stuff, which for its time was incredible and playing with subtitle jokes and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't I don't I can't remember another comedy movie movie really owning that stuff. And now it sort of seems like, well, everyone's sort of done it. Yeah. yeah. Uh so yes, a huge fan of Mike's. Um like many incredible comedic actors, I have not been as much of a fan of his dramatic work. But mm. um and look I don't know what happened with with the love guru. I really do not. We do, unfortunately. And I we, had to talk to him about that movie. So and you that, had is, to never, that is, is never an easy thing to do. Had you watched the film before you... Yes, you always him? do. You always okay. have to watch the movie. Right. There is no talking to anyone and not seeing the movie. Yeah. Okay. You will get in big, so big trouble. So you got sent a screener, presumably? I got, no, I went... went to, they put on a, a screening for you. The, okay. the movie people will have a... The, the film company, <gasps> they will have a little theatrette. Wow. And you go and a mini movie theater. Other media personalities. There is sometimes other media media people. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes you know, depending on if you're the only person who's talking to them, oh, it might just be you. Were you just... in the cinema by yourself watching The Love Guru? <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? No, I'm not going to name. Oh my the, gosh. Uh, there was another instance. I won't name the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was another instance where I was watching a movie and I was by myself. Oh gosh. And it was so dull. That I decided to go through my then, this is how far back we're going, mm. standard uh, digital camera, no phone, just a digital camera, <laughs> and just delete things I didn't want. <laughs> just admin. I was just so <laughs> bored. Rearranging your life. You're like, at, at the, the point of going, I'm not going to give away the ending. I don't really need to see the end. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, my phone rings, yeah. and it's someone from our office who said, are you taking photos during the movie? I said, no, I'm not. And they said, well, the projectionist has called the film company they to say you in. he's taking, he's filming <sighs> during the movie, he's taking photos, which is obviously a breach of yep. copyright in a world of other secrecy yeah. and what have you. And I said, no, no, no. And they said, they said well, what, then what's happening? I said, I'm so bored. I'm taking photos. <laughs> I'm deleting photos <laughs> off my camera. So uh, anyway, 
The Love Guru was not that bad, although I was, I think I was by myself. That's actually one of the it's best reviews. Sadly, very the Love derivative. Guru received. <laughs> was not that bad. Look, it was although I was by myself. I wasn't. So, it wasn't so bad that I felt the need to delete photos off my camera. No, no, no. But I wish I could delete the memory of having watched The Love Guru. It's a rough movie to get through. You just have to watch it a few times. Then you will you will build Stockholm Syndrome to it like I have, sure. where I really, to the point now, I'll just chuck it on. Chuck it on in the background, get my, get, get my daily life done, and it just kind of motivates me to just be a better mic out there. I just feel <laughs> like the Mariska Hagate joke is great until Mariska Hagate yes. turns up. Because mm. otherwise it just seems like it's a stupid... Catchphrase he has, yeah. yeah. So and then, but then like, it's like, oh, oh no, dang. there she is, and the fact that he then references her to her face, yeah. you go, well, you've just mm. popped your own balloon. I, uh, it's I, his mantra in the movie, and within ten minutes, we're seeing the real yeah. Mariska Hardigan. She should have been there at the end, if anything, or post credits little gag. Yeah. Yes, I came up with a great. Future. I punched up the joke really well when we did a live episode yeah. about this. I said that when he saw the real Mariska Hargitay, he should have gotten. A little stiff, you know how when he got a little stiffy, it made a little bong yes, noise. It should right. have gone bong bong like yes. the Law and Order thing. <laughs> now that's <laughs> funny stuff. See, that's good shit. That's good shit. That's the kind of shit I would have pitched to Mike. That's why we've got to be. We got to get to Mike Myers. Yeah. So we can go. Hey, we can fix Love Guru. <laughs> can Is we there, reboot Love Guru? Have you heard anything mm. at all no. from anyone in Camp Myers that would suggest they have any idea that this even exists? No, we we suspect that he knows due to the career moves he's made. Yeah. in the wake of this podcast existing. <laughs> well, because we have, we believe that we he, are kind you, of. You know, he's gone. This is the equivalent of googling yourself. Yeah, oh. it would have to come up at some point. Yes, he's got to have some intern there going. Oh, we've got some young beautiful boys in Australia <laughs> doing God's work, trying to resurrect your career. And I think that we have done a point. He's making a movie with our very own Margot Robbie. That's going to be yes. coming out at some point. Yep. So he the Gong Show came about as a result of us wishing he was on our screens mm-hmm. again, and That's we got right. what we wished for. But That's it was right. a veritable monkey's paw. Yes. Now uh, I don't know where you guys stand on this, but how do you feel <laughs> about his his very white hair nowadays? I love it. Yep. Yeah, I'm all a, a big Steve Martin guy. So you know, okay. if you can, and Ted Danson. Two but, men with big okay. white hair. Well, Steve, mm-hmm. Steve's always had... That's true. We got always used been to the that. Gra- he got used yeah. to it. It was very grey very early on. Ted Danson, it's abrupt. Yeah. But yes, we've gotten used to it. Okay, sure. Are you well, you're against it? You think he should be... I don't know. I, I It would be weirder now to see him die, like if he's going to do a movie. Like if so he I'm had looking Wayne's... at this one with Margot and going, yeah. is he going to die? I haven't seen anything of it. There's no trailer yet. Yeah. There's so no trailer. Is he going to die in his hair? That would be hmm. weird. Like if he came back and he had Wayne's mullet, like fully, <laughs> then that would be fully, fun. that would be that would be a way for us to transition back to an, a younger Mike. Yeah, but it is that shock when those photos reached our shores here in Australia, <laughs> <laughs> possibly months after that happened. That I remember being truly shocked by that. I'm yeah. like, who is this man? Usually, I look at the face of Mike Myers, right. I feel pride, I smile. <laughs> but this not this, so much. This time it was it was more. Uh, 
Huh? This was, sure. you know what it was? It was your existential crisis yeah. where you finally realized that we all age. Yeah, of course. And that you will in turn age. I will I will age one day. And especially for Mike, such a baby face. Oh, baby I face. Oh, come on, guys. He's got that chubby punum, those cheeks. Oh. If you can agree the on anything, it's ate, the baby face. He's got 80% dimples on his head. That's <laughs> what he is. He's mainly dimples. Yes. He's all cheek. This boy. Yeah. We would like to ask you, because you mentioned you interviewed okay, Mike This Morris. is my show, but I'll allow it. Yeah, Thank please. You. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. It's to, a, uh, look, it's a one-off. I've come out to just do this. Yep. One-off. And we're here in yeah. the shag basement and we love it. And we but, love it here. Sure. You really, I know you put a lot of expense just for this one afternoon <laughs> to turn your basement. And uh, apologies this- for the for the listeners. If anyone with uh, a longer memory, the idea of a shag basement makes you think of Joseph Fritzl. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how many people remember that. He had a second family living under his house that he created <laughs> with his daughter. I mean, his Fritzels what- are making me thirsty. That's all we need to know about the Joseph Fritzl story. He's what we would describe as a love rat. <laughs> if this was 60 minutes or Crazy something. hair. Crazy <laughs> mad hair. Okay, so... So, yes, what yeah. would you like to ask Alexi? So, what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> what How was, am I finding my time in Australia? Yeah, what, so, what? honestly, that's what I'm coming to gri- gri- like grips with here. Mm. You are one of the only people we've ever met and known and become friends with. Mm-hmm. I will put that on the record. You are my friends. We have been texting. <laughs> I'll say this. That you're my counts. best friend. That All right? counts. That counts. <laughs> I'll allow that, actually. But you, we've only met maybe one other person that's ever met Mike Myers. So, yeah, look. So, yeah, uh, yeah I have to put it out. I, I, I'm not going to lie on you. This was going to come at some mm. point. Yeah. The idea of oh, the behave. fact that I have crossed paths <laughs> with Mike mm-hmm. oh, more than once. And oh my um, gosh! Look, he he is delightful. I think he 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 started off. Uh, the, my first impression of Mike, the human being. Oh, oh my, my gosh! This is an era we've barely discussed. Was <laughs> actually watching him on the old Roy and HG show Club Buggery. Yeah, right. And he was quite prickly, mm-hmm. a little bit difficult. He wanted to say and do things that they didn't want him to say or do. Language wise and things, and then he got a bit uppity saying, I'm on a show called Club Buggery mm. and being told what I can and can't say. Okay. <laughs> and well, it didn't go down sense. very well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I wasn't sure what he would be like, but I, yeah, it, it was for, it must have been for the spy who shagged me. And then, yes, Love Guru was the other one. Oh, no, it was Goldmember. I, I spoke to him for Goldmember because I remember asking him about Fat Bastard. Was he there in the studio? Uh, for that one he was. Wow. Yes, and the other one was via satellite. But he, I, I think I asked him what it was. One of my, the, my big takeaways was what the suit, the Fat Bastard suit mm. would smell like at the end of the day. Oh, gosh, <laughs> yeah. To which he said it, it smells like bum bum. Bum bum. Double bum. It smells <laughs> like bum bum. Oh, wow. That's but, actually. Uh, talking to him backstage was the fun part. That was the great part. Really? So just, tell, talk us through that. What's he like as a person? Is he Like he shy, just, because reserved? he's very quiet. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he was shy, but mm-hmm. certainly quiet. Mm-hmm. He's one of those people that you you have to remember, yeah, he's an actor. He's not like a stand-up. He came from Second City. Mm. Yeah. That doesn't necess- that's more of an acting improv. Mm. It's not like, like stand-ups as such. And uh, but he brought it on air. Like he he, knew, he knows what he has to do to sell a movie and do what he yeah. has to do. Yeah. Um. But because he has that sort of UK heritage with his family. Yeah. 
he he's a fan of Monty Python and mm. and a lot of other UK performers. And most of the guests I would have on the show, the Americans have never heard of them. Yeah. So I actually enjoyed sitting and talking to him about well, his background and all these other shows from the UK that we we yeah. liked watching. And then we had to do a boring thing, plugging a movie for seven minutes. And then we got back to talking about what we wanted to do. Just about. in between the ad breaks. Yeah. Wow. It's great. Wonderful. Highly recommend talking to Mike Myers. Well, we'll try. But you're but the I, best I, thing. I, I liked him. I really liked him. And I, I really genuinely felt for him when uh, The Love Guru came out and it just clanged and oh, everyone... Yeah. It's kind of what Adam Sandler's going through at the moment. It's like everyone mm. sort of woke up and just mm. suddenly went, oh, wait, yeah. we don't like what you do mm. and we don't think we ever have, but no one's been game enough to I say I think it's it. a real problem that happens to comedic actors where we love them for the thing they do mm. and then when they keep doing it, we go, how dare you haven't, how dare you for keep doing this mm. thing? Why aren't you changing yeah. your And it was okay up? with Austin Powers because obviously it was sequels and that's fine. Yep. But Love Guru just felt like, well, you're just, it's a different character but all the same tropes. The same yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This isn't the cleverness of So I Married an Axe Murderer or, or even Wayne's World. So We've uh, sort of talked yeah. about it a little bit. I think the, the reason that it hurt us when that movie <laughs> clanged mm. yes. is because... Before it came out, he made a huge deal about the fact that it was a spiritual movie for him yeah, about his dad. dad. That's right. I do remember talking to him about that. It got it, <gasps> that well, was you, one of those ones that was a bit. Have he, you been part of a conversation with Mike Myers about Spike Myers, his dad? Yes. Oh, oh my! Just the, this the, is something that this pervades our podcast because <laughs> every bit of research we do, it always comes back to Mike's dear old dad, yeah, and right? his relationship to him. And it, as part of our auteur theory that Mike Myers is a true cinematic auteur, mm-hmm. of course, that he is the voice that is the defining voice of all these movies. That is the common link. Yeah. Is that they are inspired the the a lot of the big hits and a bit of the misses are uh, all are inspired by his father well, and that's what his, his father bestowed on in him. In so I married an axe murderer. Yeah, the, the dad is mm. his dad. He's yeah. playing his dad, and that's why he went and re-recorded all his Shrek lines. Yeah. Uh, is he went? Oh wait, no, no, this would be better. Yeah, and and did the slightly Scottish accent. Yeah, Scottish-ish. Scottish. Adjacent. Can you do Scottish? You did a little bit of it before. I can do. Yeah, it's one of the. It's one of the few I can do. But I do. I do find. I just. I sort of slip into Shrek anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Donkey, what are you doing? Just let it. And then it does. But then it's sort of halfway between the Shrek and then just his that that dad character yeah. again. You know. Oh. <laughs> Kid, move. There's a lot of that. So did he? Did he bring up this? Thing about his dad himself, or was that you? No, this was one of those. It was in the research in the that we had done. So, and I knew he had spoken about it before. Mm. So I mm-hmm. thought, oh, uh, because yeah, you don't want to bring one of those up, and then it's just like, oh, and he starts crying, and yeah. it, it becomes oh, a bit like, how do we get out of this? So yeah. the movie, and then he starts crying even more. Yeah. Oh god, oh, god, I want to talk about the movie. I think yeah. you got Justin Timberlake oh, to be in it. That yeah. was good. Because that's the thing. He he went so hard in the promo on the fact that it's a spiritual film. Yep. It's about his dad, and also he'd like studied under Deepak Chopra mm. and, all and this he stuff. he. Took that character, he did the full kit, makeup, everything, and and booked, him, booked some road. dates. Come yeah, on, yeah, and to pretend to see, could I fool people into pretending to be this character? No. And he literally went out and was doing all the lines, just making shit up, and fooled people. People didn't know it was him, and they see, thought he was an actual 
That's the movie. Sage. That's a better movie. That's than the movie. Yeah, the movie. That would have been Borat before Borat. Like, that would have been yeah. so fantastic. Exactly right. Because I not think too late. there is something funny about that character. I know that. Deep down in my bones, I know that it's got something to it. I know that it's got something to it. But I think it is the sincerity that pervades it. Mm-hmm. Like it does, it doesn't feel nice. No. Whereas I think um, because he went through such a heartbreak when he lost his dear old dad, Spike Myers, that he he when it was being channeled into Austin Powers, that is a character filled with so much love and so yes. much energy that he's created something that's so loving. I think when he's pushing it into the love guru character, Guru Pitka, Maurice that's Pitka. Right. That's right. Some it, people call him the space cowboy. It is corrupted. <laughs> it's corrupted. But it was yeah. there with yeah. Austin and his dad. Yeah. Worked really nicely. Oh, yeah. But then also they, he muddied the waters with uh, the love guru by adding the whole hockey element, which mm. is yeah. another one of his great passions. Yeah, he loves I know, there was too much in that movie, and that, wasn't that, there? Was, that just felt shoehorned in, yeah. unfortunately. It's a weird sports movie. Yeah. It should have been about and freaking Vern Rudy. Troyer needed yeah. to just... I've met Vern Troyer as well. Yeah, you would have met I a lot of the, the, the Vern members is, of the uh, MCU. <laughs> Vern's an angry man. Really? Yeah, but he... he we We did... We did a sketch with them. We didn't have Let the line. record show. <laughs> Rover's lowered his hat over his eyes. I'm his I face. feel, look, I want to say it was a different time, but it, that made no difference. Rove has turned on a, a lava lamp to Here kind we of go. shade the blushing that he's doing right now. So <laughs> we were offered the opportunity to talk to Vern. I think he was promoting a chocolate bar or something. Oh, so no. we had, <laughs> it's, This wasn't even for one of the movies. Oh, no. Like, do you want mini me? And we were like, yeah, of course we do. Well, you've got like we only have a couple of minutes. He's he's not he's going to be in one place at one time. Right. People about the chocolates, and then he's leaving. Believe it or not, ironically, Vern Troyer is short on time. <laughs> <laughs> so we just had uh, we just shot a bit where we pretended it was backstage at our show, and I was and. Pete was putting up a sign. Oh my gosh, I think I remember this. You have to be this tall to be on Rove Live. And it was a little, it was actually, it was a, it wasn't a sign, it was a, like a wooden effigy of me looking like one you'd see at a carnival with the little hand sticking out, like (laughs) a little teapot style with the big speech bubble. You have to be this tall Uh to be on the show. And me saying to him, oh, do you think this is going to be a problem? And he says, no, I shouldn't think so. And then the camera pans, and there's Vern Troyer, who looks up and goes, ah, shit. And then just walks out, and that's it. That's the bit. (laughs) That's the bit. And we kept that sign out the front of our offices for like five years uh, afterwards, um, which is more time than we ever spent with Vern Troyer. But on the day, I was like, um, thank you so much for doing this. I know it's kind of demeaning what we're asking (laughs) you to do. And he's like, he just sighed and just went, I get it. Yeah, yeah. He's a I good mean, sport. you'd he's seen funny. the Love Guru at that point, right? The yes. whole movie is. I, he was. Just oh, he fun was. Of he's done. He was done with his time with Mike at that point. Okay. Did he say ways. that? Well, no. Well, it was. It was post. Yes, it was post Love Guru. I certainly yeah. know that. So I think by that stage, that was kind of the last we'd seen of Mike. I don't think anyone thought he was coming back. No. He may yeah. have declared, "I'm done" at that point. Yeah. Because hmm. it was after that there was. Inglorious Bastards. Oh, that's right. And that didn't really awaken anything else. That was kind of mm. that was kind of it until he did um, another Shrek. <laughs> Probably another two Shreks, then some Shrek. Uh, do you TV. think? Yeah, Alexi. Mm. Do you think there will be a day where he will dust off the mullet, 
and the ca- and the bu- and the trucker cap, mm-hmm. and we will see Wayne one more time. Well, look, he's come back as Wayne for some SNL specials. Mm-hmm. Correct. He did Wayne for the fortieth, I think. He did mm-hmm. it for the fortieth. He did the first time they reappeared together was for the MTV Awards that yep. Mike Myers hosted in mm-hmm. two thousand and eight to. To promote the Love Guru itself. Oh, that's right. It came. It was Ow. a week before yeah. the movie came out. It and there's a... so much Love Guru promo throughout the. Yeah, we had <laughs> like, to chunk it down on we a Russian to... stream, and we did get a virus. We did get a virus <laughs> really? on the computer. Yeah, oh for watching God. it on its Russian stream, and oh we couldn't skip God. it, so we had to watch the full three-hour presentation of the <laughs> 2008 MTV Movie Awards <laughs> with all the musical performances, including Chris Brown. Yeah, Chris and... Brown and Mike Myers really dancing it up together, oh, and they are two fabulous Lord. dancers. So <laughs> we were transported back to 2008, where it was okay to enjoy such I a just, spectacle. I feel it will happen. You think I can't help back? but think that mm. there will be an Alan Partridge style reemergence. Now, look, I would love the that. If that's the way it Garth, should be done. If they did done. Wayne and Garth yeah. as a, you know, Alan Partridge style mm. show, and it's modern, it's shot in a modern way, it's on Netflix or yeah. something. Yes, I'm all on board for that. And I don't really want to see a movie is, of it. You could, yes. You could make it work because what they were when they first started, which was essentially mm. our community television. Mm. Yep. You could do that now with them doing a YouTube channel exactly. or, or some kind of online thing. They have yeah. an online You could channel. go back to being, yeah, this is them working low budget again. And it would be justified. You know what? I just think I've just realised why you God, have that would a, be a good show. You have a connection to Wayne. Mm. It's because you have your community TV roots as yes. well. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> I'd love to so track down some of those old roads. So much in common. And the exact same thing of went from community television mm. to... Like the big network saying, "Hey, come and do it here." Yeah, yeah. And similarly, we so we were at Channel Nine when Channel Nine had money, mm. and we still did. We shot our pilot. And we didn't want to spend any. We had had no money anyway. Mm. But we said we're not going to waste any money on our pilot by building a set and getting fancy animated graphics yeah. and stuff because we'll worry about that when the show gets if it gets picked up. Mm. Yeah, let's just. Put our money into whatever ideas we have being good ideas. Yeah. So we just shot it with furniture that we found around the, like from people's <laughs> offices and stuff like that. <laughs> I remember my chair was the head of the props department and he was very particular about his chair. No one else was allowed to use his oh. chair. And it was like some badge of honour that he said, you may use my chair. Wow. Oh, my God. Pilot. And the Do you couch we got second hand. That from is somewhere? responsible for your success in life. Was yeah. you were bestowed with that chair early on. <laughs> the the power of the props master. <laughs> and um, the only thing we spent money on was the desk. So our studio walls were where our set was the studio walls. We just put nice huh. lights onto yeah. what is the bare chicken wire and yep. I think See that's badass. Dangerous that's cool. asbestos. That is badass. So then when the show got picked up, we all watched the... And same thing, we didn't have a name for the show. We just went, we'll call it the... It was just... We were calling it Late Night Gardening at first. Everyone said, what are you working on? We would say, we're working on a late night gardening show. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) on the call sheet, we just needed something. So it was just called the Rove Pilot. So then whenever we said, we'll be back after this, we just had lowercase. It was just R-O-V-E. That was it. Yeah. And then it became, well, that looks really cool because it's... It's low status mm. and that it's kind of seems a bit edgy. cool. Yeah. It's raw. <laughs> it's not f- flashy, which these shows usually yeah. are. So then when we got picked up, we are like, we kind of like the look yeah. to the point where the studio was so big 
we shot a pilot in a small studio when we got to the big studio to make the series we cut it off because it was way too big for Mm. what we wanted we wanted to make it feel small and pokey we built a fake wall oh my god to look like the real wall that was behind us (laughs) so there was one shot so every time you would see me uh, the shot behind me was a fake wall that we built to look like the rest match of the, the real wall, Excellent. and it would lift that. up at the end of the night for the band to perform in. But otherwise, oh, like, yeah, it was the same studio as Hey Hey at Saturday, which was enormous. Yeah, and the footy show, we didn't need anything that big. That's great. So yes, I can that I can so feel real. Wayne, the spirit of Wayne, when we were going mm. in, and they were like, "Well, here's what we want to do," and we're like, "Well, don't you change anything? Yeah, it's going to be exactly the same." But isn't that so funny when you get a fake wall that's been designed to look like the real wall. That's when you're like, all right, I'm in show business. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds a bit bit of a wanker move when you think about it. But, uh, yeah, I liked it. But it was exactly as Garth had said. It's like putting on new underwear. At first it feels restrictive, but very soon it becomes a part of you. (laughs) Exactly. Well, see, I think maybe the debate between Wayne and Austin, Mm. I feel like I've got Rove in my corner for this one. Okay. That's how it feels because you are Wayne in many ways. Sure. If but Wayne spelt it with a lowercase w, you know, it'd be more. But if I had the power to just go out into the street. Oh, yeah. And just. I mean, he was doing flash mobs before flash mobs That's were cool. That's true. Right? They just Austin, happened Austin. around him. Yeah. He's got magic. He's got the mojo. <laughs> okay. All right. And the uh, the um, Piper of Love, I believe, is the actual song. Yeah. That that's a great to. song. I even, it's, it's part of. Uh, just a, a mix that I have, just a miscellaneous bunch of songs that if I'm out going for a run or something, I just have on because yeah. it's nice and uplifting. It's on that playlist. That's the Edwin Collins song that he's playing when he is doing that snaps of Liz Hurley in the credits uh, yeah, of Austin right. Powers, International Man of Mystery, released in 1997, <laughs> directed by Jay Roach. I actually found Jay out, Roach, I right. found out a mic fact today i had some i literally uncovered a mic mystery today okay so whoa, whoa, whoa. there's a big difference between a mic fact and a mic mystery mm. well let's say it might have been a mystery but now it may be a fact okay let's a start fact bastard i shall call this segment <laughs> <laughs> so i i discovered a song the other day it is by a band called the i forgot the name of the band the Dream Warriors, they're called the oh. Dream Warriors, and they're a Canadian hip-hop group mm-hmm. uh, from the early 90s. And they had a song called My Definition of a Boombastic Jazz Beat, and it is the Soul Bossa Nova by Quincy Jones, all mixed up, and they're rapping over it, and it's very exciting. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this just came up in my Spotify Discover feed. The God must be real, and his name is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was so fascinated by this. I started researching it, and I found out they were Canadian, mm-hmm. like Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. And they, this song um, was based – they got the beat and the rhythm from the – Bossa Nova as we know it, which at the time was the theme song to a Canadian game show called Definition, which is not unlike Jeopardy. Right. So that was being used as a theme song and it was an older, like a long-running game show. Right. And I believe this must be where Mike (laughs) Myers had heard the song, thus creating in his mind the spark that would fuel cinema's history's most psychedelic spy. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's spot on. And honestly, that just happened by pure chance. Or as I call it, divine intervention. 
Well, look, if I can weigh in one more time, I, like, I do. So I have an Austin Powers song mm-hmm. on, my, on my playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. My library. I don't, can't think of any Wayne songs that I would have, unfortunately. No. I also, when I'm struggling to reverse parallel park mm. oh, yeah. and I've made myself too tight, yeah. I say... I've pulled an Austin. Absolutely. Yeah. I've done an Austin. That's in the vernacular now. It's there. He's it's become it. it's become a verb almost. Did you were you a fan of that film when it came out? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, again, what he did so well. The joke of the cutaway to Rob Lowe and friends mm. of oh, yeah. no one ever thinks about the the minions. Yeah. Uh was uh I thought that was genius. Mm. Just to take that, you know, oh, just these guys, these nameless henchmen, nameless henchmen yeah. who who just get killed, and then his friends hearing the news <laughs> at a bar was fantastic. That's, that is one of my favorite scenes. That mm. is comedic genius, and one of those ones that you just think, oh, why is that? You know, I love a joke when I see it and go, why did I never think of that? I know, and that's a right? great bit of stand up or something. Why why did I not yeah. think of that? I love it so much; it makes me mad. That's always a good a good gag for me. Rose and that was one of just those broke ones. a glass in his hand. He is truly <laughs> just mad. Just crushed it. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. The, I'll Allow stem me the flow. to open. We'll be right. We'll be uh, right. I'll open the doors for another segment of Fact Bastard. Um, <laughs> that scene is an Aussie exclusive. That was not in the cinemas in America. That was a deleted what? scene. And when the movie came to Australia on home video and in the cinemas, those uh, the henchman scenes were added. And that's why people in Australia. Are, will, Always think of those scenes in the Get movie, but out. it's not. It was in America. People really don't know those exist until they saw it on home video. So it's not part of the conversation of Mike Myers and Austin Powers' legacy in America. I see, and it's one of the iconic. It's one of those scenes that shows me that Austin Powers as a movie mm. is a series of amazing sketches. Yes, that I feel like if Mike was still on SNL, these mm. are great sketches he could have just had peppered throughout a season. He could have just been a spy. A superhero or a spy. Yeah. Are we jumping whatever. Are we jumping sides here? <sighs> Look. <laughs> I, damn, what am I hearing? Mm, 
I'm, I love Austin so much. Mm. He actually is a really okay. funny I think I love Wayne we... too. It's a real delicate balance. Mm. Because they're two sides of the same coin, you know. Austin is a dork who we're laughing at him for trying to be cool. Mm. Sorry, Wayne. Yeah. Austin is cool. He is cool. He just, like, walks down the street. Everyone acknowledges that he's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like... But both characters work so well because they are exactly that, mm. marching to the bit of their own drum. Mm. Yeah. Even though what they're doing is weird or awkward or, in Austin's case, completely out of date and inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they have all the confidence in the world is is what makes them so likable. Yeah. yeah. And Austin has a lot of unlikable traits. And Wayne does, I guess, to an extent too. Like he can be a bit childish and mm. selfish mm. and pouty when he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, they're just both of them are so likable. You know, Austin's an easy one because on paper you go, "Well, yeah, he's sexist, misogynist, and yeah." Uh, but and you go, "Wayne's petty as well." Yeah, I would actually even go. I think Wayne is more sexist than Austin Powers. Explain oh. yourself. Okay, <laughs> here is my argument. I would say Wayne he objectifies Cassandra more than Austin objectifies any women in the. Films and greater <laughs> readings Heather, of Heather Locklear powers. gets a gets a mention as yeah, well. Come mm. on, that is there's no way. Well, you can I would back say because he he Austin will accept he accepts the power of women and the response the them as <laughs> he has respect for them. Okay, you know, right. his boss basically is Liz Hurley in the first film, mm-hmm. and he does ask her permission: "Shall we shag now or shag later?" <laughs> And she says, "Not uh, if you were even the last man on earth, I would not even shag you for one second, Austin. <laughs> and he says, okay, I will try hard, but still I will respect your boundaries. <laughs> not in so many words, but I think he generally has some, he does show more respect for women because I think uh, Wayne believes that Cassandra is his. No. She will be mine. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, she will be mine. She will be mine, but he's also a young Austin's man. Austin's like, have to she will be, I would love to have the opportunity to shag her, but she is her own woman, <laughs> baby, and I will respect that. I think we also need to remember that Wayne begins as Cassandra's fan, mm. and throughout the film uh-huh. he is championing her career. He wants her to succeed. He doesn't try to be a part of her creative life. He just wants her to be the Cassandra that she is with the band Crucial Taunt. Great band. <laughs> and, and he, he looks you know, at her story and he is just the fan on the sidelines. So. Okay. So where at this point, gentlemen, mm. let's flip it. Where do you think that your characters let you down? Oh, boy. Where do you mm. think Mike has put the chinks in the armor for Austin mm. and Wayne? Because, we, yes, we have proven, sure. They have uh, negative traits. Yeah. They are fallible, mm. but there's something about them that makes that redeeming, and that's okay. Okay. So you can't just go, well, Austin is a bit of a sexist pig yeah. because part of it is what makes him adorable. Yeah. yeah. And I think as well that's – I think the vulnerability that he offers to both of these characters is part of the success as from turning them from would-be sketch characters sure. to true cinematic characters. Now, may I throw mm. a spanner in the works? You mm-hmm. may. Is there something that an argument mm. that can be made about the impact on popular culture that both these characters have made mm. and the footprint that Austin has left behind, which yeah. is a huge footprint? Oh yeah, is not necessarily a good one. No, 
Like I don't mm. need people yes. to try to do another impression. I don't I like think so. people. I didn't like people doing it at the time. No, no. let alone now. It's Borat. I nearly sure <laughs> mm, mm. that too. I think that is true. I remember one of my greatest sad memories in my life oh, was I went to the premiere, the press screening of the David Brent movie, not ju- just last year, mm-hmm. and Life me, on the Road. Life on the Road, the David Brent life story. <laughs> As told you by Ricky Gervais <laughs> okay. in mockumentary formats. Okay, many years long after. title. Yeah. Yes, it was a it was a that was wonderful part of thing. his downfall. Yeah, yeah, that's why people didn't get on board. One ticket for um the oh, don't worry. I'll just, I'll go <laughs> Let's go see Minions. <laughs> <laughs> and me, and my friend went, and in the audience we saw a man dressed up as Austin Powers in the full regalia, <laughs> the official regalia of Austin Powers, velvet crush suits. Yep. The official what? uniform really of the lace Czech Republic. cravats. Mm-hmm. Necklace with one male symbol on it oh, and dear. pair of Italian boots. Buongiorno, boys. Yes. <laughs> and so me and my friend were like, oh, my God, that guy has to be DMC for tonight. And this is like a the big joke that because, you know, David Brent would do the bad Borat and Austin Powers impressions and stuff like that. This is part of the meta joke. Wow. The guy was just watching the movie. The MCs were just some Nova guys oh, that came up and truly bombed. It was really upsetting. <laughs> and the mystery of just this guy dressed up as Austin Powers that has been stuck we with me forever. didn't get the reference. This was maybe the week we started doing this podcast as well. Mm. And I was like, what am I doing? Am I unleashing something bad on the world again? I because- remember being at uh, the Universal Studios of Hollywood where they have a lot of characters mm. walking around. Yeah. And there was uh, – and they, the thing about Universal Studios is it's not Disneyland. Mm. Mm. They don't have a lot of thing characters that require you to put on an enormous fiberglass head. <laughs> so a lot of it is like Marilyn Monroe. They will mm. have a Marilyn Monroe impersonator. One of the great movie characters yeah. of all time. <laughs> and, uh, and I believe it was at Movie World as well I've seen one of these. You may uh, have seen him and that may have been friend of the show – Dave Eastgate. Maybe. He Comedian actually Dave played Eastgate. him. He used played to, him. And play it's Austin. just, I feel for them. I yeah. feel for what they have to do because mm. they can't, like if you uh, perform, I have performed with uh, the person who was inside, uh, with Humphrey Bear, the actual Humphrey Bear. Oh, wow. Beloved children's character for those who may be listening in in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outside of the micro Czech Republic. A giant. On the Eagle a, Legal Street. Yes. <laughs> A uh, he's a giant brown bear in a delightful boater tie, mm. a boater hat tie, and waistcoat combination. With, with famously performs with his penis out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Does little balloon tricks. At, <laughs> he makes a carousel. It's yeah, eye-wateringly, hamburger, but incredible. All that stuff. Uh, so anyway, I have seen the Humphrey performer <laughs> in rehearsals uh-huh. performing all the Humphrey moves, and without the without suit on, without the suit on, it looks. Bizarre. Oh, oh no. But once the suit goes on, everything's fine. Oh, there's a lot of mouthing words that he's imagining in his head right. and very big gestures. Mm. Like he like you have some kind of mental deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> but um and then when and then when the suit goes on, you'll be like, uh, so James, and he'll be like, mm. he, he will not say a word. Oh mm. wow. And even if you're talking like so you catch his method? You, yeah, you're gonna <laughs> wow. you're catching a flight out. Uh, you, yeah. Is your flight out this afternoon or you're gonna be staying till tomorrow? 
he will just shake his head and then do airplane, like wide free, arms yeah. out, airplane, oh, no. and then Not do like an over-the-hill thing. You're going... In costume. Oh, it's almost God, like okay. you need him to be doing a sounds-like That thing. is very Stanislavskian, if I do say. Mm. You may. Yeah, and I But there's I something about I'm an Austin Powers impersonator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Where it's, it's just, it's glasses... And sometimes teeth, sometimes yeah. not, yeah. because they're like, "Hey, your teeth are pretty bad as it is." We did receive a- <laughs> that must you can't you can't hide, and I I just it, yeah the character has, yeah. the character or I should say bad impressions of that character I think have been have overdone tainted. to the point where I feel it affects people's opinions now of Austin. Of Austin. I would have to sadly agree to this. If I, I think um... it has tainted the legacy of one of Cinema's greatest spies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think mm, the biggest chink in the arm for Wayne for me yep. has been seeing Mike revive the character with Dana mm-hmm. for the SNL and the MTV thing. Really? Yeah. It just doesn't... Oh, no. I don't know. It never grabs me the way that the old sketches used to or the movie right. did. There's something, I think it's because they're still playing 16-year-old versions Mm. of the characters. (laughs) Yes. They should be playing them at this age now in the way that Alan Partridge is aged. They're hinting that they've got kids. Maybe they break character slightly or break the the Garth persona and they go into the modern Garth persona. It's like, oh, yes, my kids, they finally got pubes. <laughs> that could work though. That You're right. Work. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true because part of the part of the success was yeah they were young boys and yeah. therefore they were referencing the touchstones of that era. Mm. Yeah. But to do that now, where they're sort of trapped in some time warp where they're still mm. teenagers and they wouldn't be talking about Heather Locklear, let, let's say, no, it would be, uh, they'd pick a someone else now, like I don't know, Lena Dunham. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Lena Dunham. <laughs> Yeah, and they'd that be was exactly where my like, brain was clutching for. I guess they'd be referencing like hip hop and stuff yeah. now, and I don't know. I'd like to see an aged version of that. That's where it would yeah. seem weird. Where yeah. you're like, well, you, you, you're here now, but your characters are still still trapped back then. Yeah, I think what it would be more interesting is if they are like they have aged and their tastes have aged with them. So they're still they're talking about Weezer, the bands that they that were kind of around when they were doing these characters, mm. but they have also aged and continue to. Do while progress through their careers as well, but also tend to do similar things that they did at the okay. time, like Weezer or Wilco. So they're kind of like uh, dads who yeah. are really into alternative rock. Exactly, Pearl <laughs> Jam is, dads. They're my dad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is great. That's I'd like that. That's a fun character trope. Guys talking about Pearl Jam and Nirvana yeah. and stuff. That would the, the idea that they are like one of my favorite things in the world. Hmm is seeing old rockers. Oh. Something about someone mm. who picks up a guitar, and I'm not even suggesting you have to have been successful and mm. made it in the business. Yeah. But you can turn up to usually a wedding mm-hmm. or some kind of public function like that <laughs> where there's just a bunch of grey-haired blokes doing cover it. songs yeah. of songs that you haven't really heard of, but everyone in the crowd over the age of 50 seems to be really digging. I love it. And I love it. They just, they cannot let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you could bring Wayne and Garth back like that. They're I would still, love that. Yeah, they could, they could have actual jobs now and would probably have to. Yeah. But still can't mm. let go of behaving the way they do and referencing these, these old um, pop culture references. I love a dad band. I was, I was just in Byron Bay and every band I saw was old guys with long hair. So good. And they'd be like, this next one's by the Little River Band. And everyone, all the other people of their age go, yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck are we talking about? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like loving it as well. I love it. My uh, music teacher at school, I, when we all found out, 
uh, like in year 11 or 12, mm. that he had a band on the side that he was working on weekends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we all wanted to go see. Oh, God, him. of course. So bad. <laughs> but everywhere was licensed and we couldn't get in. But, geez, we would find out like where it was and hear about it and try to send a, someone who had an older sibling to go and check it out who would go, why the fuck am I going to go see this <laughs> yeah, go old man's band? Man. <laughs> what are they playing? Oh, someone else's songs that you don't know. Yeah. Go on, you'd love it. <laughs> There'll be eight people in the pub that you don't know also. Mm. So, gentlemen, mm. it seems now that uh, let's let's look at where our characters sit Outside mm. of their own world, so yep. we did touch okay. upon the impressions a little bit. But oh, let's, boy. if let's be honest, if we had to gauge a top, I'm even say ten, just to allow a bit of room for everybody mm. of most popular characters of all time. Yeah, wow. cinematic probably. Yeah, just yep. to okay. narrow it down okay. a bit. All right, um, where do we think we sit here? Okay. So number one, obviously. And I want you to think objectively. Mm. You are not you. No. You are not the experts no. of Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. We are just You're fans just of pop some culture. Guys. Fans yeah. of comedy characters. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Number one, probably the little tramp. Yes. Charlie the Chaplin. <laughs> it's one of the most enduring popular characters of all time, yeah. Little Trap. Yeah. Number two, probably Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. He's okay, one of the Deadpool. longest and most enduring characters in popular culture. I mean, the guy's fucking cool. He's funny. He's sexy. And he talks about freaking chimichangas all the time, man. Like that's <laughs> He loves chimichangas. He has stood the test of time. He has, Deadpool. guys. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's ageless. Freak. He's a badass, man. That's what that's what matters. <laughs> uh number three, probably Dirty Grandpa. The yeah. Robert De Niro yep. character <laughs> from the Dirty Grandpa franchise. And of course, number four right <laughs> after that, it's his most famous rival of all time. Mm. Bad Grandpa from the Johnny Knoxville <laughs> I would, that's spin-off who I movies. Right, sure. okay. <laughs> the, spin- the Jackass spin-off movies. Yes. So that's the top four. Yeah. Yep. Pretty hard to break. Number five. Probably that train pulling into the station from yeah, that, the very first film ever made. The first oh, horror. Yeah. It was actually <laughs> sure. the first horror movie. So I that is the most iconic and also horror. The, the first then, prank movie. Then I would say the moon that cops the <laughs> rocket in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> from um, a trip to the moon. Yeah, the Melier brothers movie. That's it. <laughs> Um, so, Jez, we haven't even found where Austin yeah. and Wayne sit. So there's only a few left. Probably right after that, I would probably say... God, there's so many to choose from, but I would probably say after that it would be the um, lion roaring in the MGM. Yeah, that is one of the most iconic Uh ones. That's funny shit. That's actually the first Bond villain because you're watching the movie straight away, (laughs) and you you like you chuck on Doctor No, and this lion roars. You're like. Gosh, I hope James gets rid of this hey, one. <laughs> this is how you know you're not lying. My daughter has recently discovered The Wizard of Oz, yep. which is an MGM movie. Oh, and yeah. the line at the start, she said, is that the cowardly one? <laughs> and I said, no. And she said, is that line in the movie? And I said, I don't think he is. And she, you could almost see her disappointed there. Because that's a pretty cool line. Yeah, yeah. it's really that's cool That's a pretty line. cool line. So what are we up to now? We've got up to... I think we're about eight. Or eight. So, so we have two more spots two left. Two left. Yeah. I'm going to say, look, this is really hard for me to say, but I think... Austin Powers yeah. is... Uh, Both is of them. <laughs> Austin Powers. By who shagged yeah. me, Austin? Yeah, Austin. Mm. We've got Austin mm. Powers and then and Tom Cruise, Austin Powers from oh, Godmother. Oh, uh, well, from how soon from, we oh, sorry, from Austin Pussy. Austin Pussy yeah. The movie Austin Pussy. How soon we forget. This yeah. is really hard for me to accept, but I'm gracious and I'm going to say I'm not worthy and... Um, <laughs> I guess Austin is a better character than Wayne. He's well, he's in the top ten. It's undeniable. Mm. We just the worst it. thing about we the just top proved ten, it. guys. God damn it! That is ironclad. Yeah. That list yeah. we just came up with. Yeah. You can ask any Joe. Walk in the street. Yeah. 
That's Give the exact the same list I'll have. And then yeah. I would say to him, mate, you need to woken up because honestly, they're all men. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. And so. Although the moon is gender uh, fluid. <laughs> yeah. Gender neutral. Luna, actually. Yeah. So it is a woman. Yeah. <laughs> it may have been played by a man in the movie, but yeah. it is a woman. Yeah. And Deadpool, and, probably uh, there's a comic book where he so actually. We can see and the train defeat. is trans. Yes. That's funny, There we guys. go. Yes. There we go. So it's have transport. we conceded defeat here? Cam. I think. Once Look, and for all? Once and what for all. What do you all. think at home? Call now. Yeah. On Cam's mobile number. On Rove's <laughs> number, which I have. We'll text, yeah. it, we'll text It'll be in the uh, show notes. Yeah, it'll be yeah. in the show notes. I think I'm going to have to see defeat and Jeez. say, even though he is very beloved to me and I have a lot of personal connection to Wayne, mm-hmm. Austin is a more iconic mm. and funny film character. And wow. I'm, I'm on the verge of tears. I'm going to step off this... Spinning bed for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am feeling incredibly <laughs> ill. Uh, wherever you are right closed. now, dear listener, mm. hit pause. Wait, before it's, oh, they've done it. <laughs> oh, we've lost them. How do we get them back? Oh, no. I think How we, we wait back? a moment and eventually. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. Come back. Are you back? Are you back? He yeah, back okay. In. Yeah, because they went, now what? I think so, okay. okay. Before you hit pause the next time, yeah. I want you to look around you. Mm. Take him where you were, mm-hmm. where you are right now. Now, mm-hmm. hit pause, count to three, wait, and then come back. Okay, I think they're back. One, yeah. two, three. Now, yeah. just remember where you are. The moment <laughs> that Cameron James <laughs> conceded defeat, that yes, Austin Powers is the better Mike Myers character. Yeah. That's yes. where you were. Cam, I will concede to oh you. Oh, my God, about to re-render a truck in traffic. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Don't pause podcasts and drive, guys. Mm, too much fiddling around. Oh, Rave told me to. Don't, that is, blood is not on my hands. If Rove tell you to jump off a cliff, would you would do you? it? Maybe. Oh, I, mean, would I, you? Maybe. Would. I reckon yeah, I would actually might, yeah. I might do that. If yeah, Peter yeah, did, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it, mate. Oh, God, <laughs> I would concede to you, Wayne's World, I would say is a better movie than Austin Powers, though. Whoa. Okay, this is huge. Okay, mm. now, I... Uh, Wherever you are right now, and maybe it is about to fill out details with someone you've just re-rendered in traffic or trying to flee the scene of a hit and run. Just remember where you were. Okay. Pause the podcast, look around for three seconds, and okay. then come back. All right. right. So it's now four hours later and you're back at home hiding from the cops. Okay. Unpause. All right. Do you remember where you wow. were? Wow. Back when oh, right, all that happened? Shit. Yeah. That was Alexi a, conceded defeat. I dropped Epic. a bomb. Wow. That was a real... That really took me by surprise, mm-hmm. honestly. I'm not even feigning it. I conceded to... I was at my lowest. You were at your lowest mm-hmm. point. And then you handed me a life raft. Yeah. And now here I am floating. <laughs> Up in heaven. <laughs> and with I feel all, amazing. But still very, yeah. still very badly burned. Yeah. Very badly burned. Very badly burned. <laughs> Ro, before we close on the podcast, there were a couple of things I would be remiss not to ask you. Mm-hmm. When you interviewed Mike Myers, yes. I want you to pause your podcast for a moment. <laughs> And go back to that point in time. Uh-huh. Remember, think deeply. Close your eyes if you have to and think about Mike Myers. What did he look like? What was he wearing? Specifically, how long were his sleeves? Oh, he was in a very standard suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was as, almost as if it was bought off the rack. Off the rack. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Was it, I wouldn't okay. describe it as fitted. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember out. being quite uh, astounded by just the hair. The hair, mm, when mm. you really take it in, mm. has no genuine style or mm. substance No whatsoever. shape. It's just kind of there. How would you and I say there the with hair? a shrug. <laughs> it's just, 
It's there. It exists on the top of his head. Because you are a very stylish it's, man, I would say. It serves no purpose. And no. so you, I, that means the world to me purpose. to hear that because I look at Mike Myers and I often look at him with pride. Mm-hmm. Sure. Pr- I feel pride when I look at him goofing around. But when he's in interviews, he wears a, a unfitted suits. Yeah. And he just, the sleeves on these things go all the way up to his wrist who has got these little fingers just poking out of them. <laughs> He and does look just like pull it up. He he looks like a kid in a movie oh, yeah. where he's had some wish. Yes, and kind of been shrunk, <laughs> but not quite enough. Yeah. So like uh, it's the or, opposite or of big. Just, it's like, like the end of big. Can I be shrunk? <laughs> yeah. It's a movie shrunk directed by <laughs> yeah. Penny Marshall. Can I just be a little bit smaller? Yeah, just one size, just a little bit, just a half size. <laughs> Honey, I, I shrunk my arms. Half. If there was like a sequel to Big that was just called Half. <laughs> Do you want to be big? No, just half, just half, half if I bigger. Just go in a little half bit. Bigger. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, yeah, it looked like he needed alterations, mm. and it, it was as as memory serves. It was just like a black suit and like a dark blue shirt. Mm. It wasn't. There was nothing bright. And yes, which is bizarre eye catching to me about because it. I would say Austin Powers is one of the most stylish characters ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> Second only to the little tramp and Deadpool. Those are the two <laughs> highest. If we were to do a list of ten most stylish characters. It would the be same, the same list, guys. Same list, but just a different order. Sure. <laughs> but I think but even Austin Powers famously has the longest sleeves of any character in film history. That's very true. And they go all the way over his hands. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so the guy has never shown his wrists apart from when he plays Wayne because he wears T-shirts. Wow. What is he trying so to I, hide? Are you onto something here? That's the next Mike mystery I plan to unlock. <laughs> One day it's Mike's just going to come to me. What is it? Is he afraid of wearing a watch or showing people his watch? What time it is? He doesn't want people to know what time it is. <laughs> is Mike a timekeeper? Well, guys, as we near the end of our mm. journey, mm. having found the right way and not gone to the second Presbyterian mm-hmm. Church. <laughs> uh, Excellent reference. Where, where do you think you go from here, guys? That's a that's a mystery for the ages. Mm. I think one thing we we are yet to uncover at the start of this podcast, mm. bro. We had a mm. few questions we yes. needed answered. Sure. Why was Mike absent from our screens? Right. Would he ever come back? Another Would one. there be an Austin Powers four? Mm-hmm. And most famously, is Mike horny? Mm. And that's the one question we haven't answered yet. Mm. So maybe that's the next step. And that is a tale for another time. <laughs> but speaking of horny, I'd, uh, we got to ask you before you go. Uh, Ro, oh, every day. I okay. love to just Great. give it a good rum tum toga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just rattle one out. Yep, exactly. Go Southpaw just to mix it up a bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Stranger, uh, you ever try that? <laughs> I have now. And uh, yes, and I, I do it with my, my little, as I mentioned the other night uh, when we were on stage together, <laughs> my... Um, Underwear wearing ah, Austin yes. Powers. Yeah, you mentioned you had a figure of Austin Powers, and we actually found video evidence of you and this figure on screen today. Oh yes, we found something that we uncovered something. This was another Mike mystery, perhaps that I, we were detectives on. It's a video of you interviewing the artist Beyonce, Queen sure. Bay, Queen yeah. Bay for her first movie role Foxy ever. Foxy Cleopatra herself on Goldmember, mm. Austin Powers in Goldmember, where it's actually 
it technically in the movie, Austin Powers never goes in gold member, but he does go in Foxy Glue. I mean, that's funny stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you revealed to her, you asked her uh, two questions. Well, you actually, it was quite a professional interview. I asked her more than just two questions. I said two questions said, I am done here. You will amount to nothing. Get out. But you but the, you were asking her questions that we probably would ask her. And when we were watching it, I felt that I was finally seeing mm. the first episode of Mike Check. Yeah. This was, the, I think, in canon... That is the first episode of Mike Check wow. was you interviewing Queen Bay, asking her what it was like to kiss Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Of course you so do. So thank you so much for being My the first pleasure. person to bring mm. Mike history into, you know, I guess the world mm. and inspiring us. Well, it's been my pleasure. Um, and as we talk about merchandise, I'm also reminded, I think this would be a lovely way to wrap things up. Excellent. I uh, Way back when we started in 1999, our, um, my self-titled television program, <laughs> uh, my desk would, be, would have a whole bunch of toys on there. I would mm. rotate different weeks depending on what I got. Mm-hmm. And I had what I can only describe as a beanbag Austin Powers. So it was his head... No body. The body was just like a beanbag thing mm-hmm. that had a voice mechanism in it. Oh, yeah. So when you hit it or threw it and it mm. landed on the ground, ground, there were three delightful catchphrases. I can't wait to hear what they were. Um, <laughs> there was very shagadelic. Whoa. There was, um, uh, yeah, do I make you horny, baby? Of course. And a third one, which I'll get to in a second. But there was a week where we did a stunt on a sh- on the show. We thought it was a fun thing where it was a camera trick. Long story short, it looked like we killed some birds. We didn't kill the birds. We made it look like we killed the birds. We were too clever for our own good and we got into a lot of trouble. Wow. To the point where we had to do our first ever apology. Oh, wow. The week later to say we didn't actually kill birds and even to the point where... You know, pre-Twitter we had to answer to, but why is it even funny to suggest mm. that killing birds is funny? It's actually one of the funniest things. It's you really do. funny. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. The way we did it too, genius. <laughs> anyway, because uh, it was testing the theory, can you two kill two birds with one stone? Excellent. So what do you do? Put two pigeons in a cage, drop a huge slab on them. Great. That's funny. Oh, did we? Anyway, um, <laughs> so the following week I had to do I had to issue a public apology mm-hmm. and to move on because I didn't really know how to do it back then, I thought, I oh, know what will get me out of here. I'll pick up my little Austin mm-hmm. doll and I'll give him a little whack and he will give us a little moment of brevity to Excellent. move on. So after saying sorry for making it seem like we squash birds, we don't, we don't think that's funny. Uh, the idea of uh, crushing animals is not funny whatsoever. Let's move on. I hit Austin and we hear, smashing baby! <laughs> So I think that perfectly sums up my experience today. It was indeed, quote, smashing, baby. Thank you so much much. for having us on your show, Rose. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Um, To all our regular listeners, remember, rate, subscribe on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Russian Um, streams, anyway. Exactly. Uh, oh, Pandora. Mm. And uh, <laughs> to you, gentlemen. Thank you. All the best for the journey ahead. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for having you us, so much. A pleasure. This was a dream come true for us. Uh, you truly made me horny, baby. <laughs>
Um, Rove, we have we've been honoured to uh, be part of the show that you've been running at the Giant. We have Wharf. been honoured to have you guys. It's been the most fun we've had in mm-hmm. ages, uh, and that's including the honeymoon period that we just got over. <laughs> um, uh, it's called the Popular Experiment. It's been going for the last couple of Mondays. We've got the last one, perhaps in this for this for season, this as minute. we would say, yes, mm-hmm. um, which is happening, yes, October thirty. If you're in Sydney, even if you're not, you know where it is. Yeah, uh, the Giant Dwarf Theatre, um, GiantDwarf.com. You, uh, if you want to be there, but it's been it's been a whole ton of fun. Oh, so Audiences fun. have been incredible. Yeah, they get it. We're just fucking around on stage, messing around with all things pop culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have been doing a tremendous job of kicking the show off, talking about the, Mike the, Myers, and they're into it, right? Yeah. Of all the things we do, game, video game reviews, we do TV reviews, mm. we do movie reviews. Um, we just have stand-ups and guests, but yours is the most <laughs> obtuse of all the things we do. And for some reason, we've gone. We'll open with that every week, and the audience is yes. You have you made someone watch the Love Guru, yeah. thinking that you were going to talk about it the yeah. week after. I plan to do that to the entire world one day when I take over. I look forward to seeing what you guys. So have if next. you're in Sydney, come on down October 30. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll fun. hang out with you there, horny babies. Thanks for joining us again, and we'll, we'll be talking to you soon. Mm-hmm. Trying to find the definitive answer to the question we posed. Is Mike Myers, famous Canadian comedian, horny? Horny. I can't wait to figure that one out. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Rose. Thank you, boys. It's Mike Check! It's Mike Check! The podcast about Mike Myers! And we're clear. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.